Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bagging Broadcast, episode number 278. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm You're Paul. Paul. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm, I, I was watching the, uh, the, the, the uh, spikes and things on the screen for the, for the actual recording of the episode. <laughs> because, you know, we're a weekly show that comes at you in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, bringing the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the books that we are looking forward to coming out September 30th, I believe. Yeah, it's the uh, the last week of the month, which means the week after that, got to get ready for a look back. <laughs> but then we also have our weekly rotating main topic, and with Force Friday being the other week, um, Paul came up with this, so this is a Paul baby, which I really should make as a tag for the website, but I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> we, we say that more than anything else now, I feel. Um Paul has a lot of babies on that website. <laughs> well, Paul, you had the idea to talk about some of our favorite Star Wars stuff that we've had mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah, because uh, Force Friday was a celebration of all the new Force uh, or Force Unwakened toys that uh, were released all at midnight on a Friday. On I forget which day it was. It was like two weeks, two, three uh, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, September 4th. Okay. Well, because the 4th is always with us, right? Um the force will be always with, will be with. Uh, yeah. So why not? Why not celebrate it along? along why not? With and why not else? celebrate it with a drink? Oh, well, I got my blue milk right here, and by blue milk I mean beer. That's not blue. That's. I, I'm so looking forward to whenever they finally open the Star Wars land at Disney's Hollywood mm-hmm. Studios, so I can actually drink blue milk. They well, have to have it. Yeah, that's the only beverage we kind of know about, you know. Those moisture moisture evaporators. They apparently, I don't. Where are they? What what are they milking? Well, moisture are evaporators blue. are there to actually pull yeah. the moisture out of the air because uh, they're on a desert planet. Yeah, but Just what? So uh, they can have water, right? So they can be dirt farmers. Um, poor poor dirt farmers. But what are they milk? You don't see any domesticated animals on Luke's moisture they, they evaporator farms. It's bantha milk. Bantha milk. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they're domesticated, so. Could be. That's the only thing I can think of. Mm-hmm. Mm, good old Bantha milk. Not as delicious as our Clown Shoes Mango American Kolsch beer. Uh, this is uh, 6% alcohol by volume. Oh, 6.5 alcohol by volume. Whoa. Uh, and this is Clown Shoes, a brewery that John and I are now just really enjoying. So I saw this out on the shelf. I don't think we've ever had it, so I'm like, gotta no. give it a try. And. Uh, Mangoey, very mangoey. On the nose, it's like almost all you can smell. And what's really nice about this one is the only other time I've had mango beer, it's been like mango chipotle, mango habanero. So you yeah. get that burn afterwards. You get that nice mango up front. This is all just smooth, nice mango, and it's on a Kolsch, which is a, a lighter kind of flavored beer, anyways. So no. why not? Why not pop, pump it up with and, a little uh, bit? Of yeah, you you fruit. get that Kolschy taste, like kind of more on the back end, but right mm-hmm. up front pop with mango really good yeah I'm, I'm liking this a lot we're drinking it probably a lot warmer than we should it was in the basement uh yeah, yeah. so it would probably I think be really refreshing a kolsch should be served really cold I, but like as is right now incredibly enjoyable mm-hmm. and i think just you get probably a little more crispness and yeah. refreshing with it being like ice cold um but i like this a lot i would 
pick this up again in a heartbeat. This is my new brunch beer. <laughs> perfect. Perfect for brunch, yeah. It's perfect for brunch. You know, some scrambled eggs, a little mango Kolsch. Woo! Yeah. See, that's a good, because well. I've never really had a Kolsch where I was like, oh, yeah, I would, I would drink more of this. Like, it's something I would drink again usually, but it's not something I would search out. Right. Uh, on the back here, they say um, this is they wanted to make uh, the most refreshing summertime barley wine, and they targeted a German style uh, a German style beer and bastardized it. And they brewed uh, they brewed this Kolsch. So. Another one for me to add to my list. Yeah. yeah. This is just really refreshing and enjoyable. Chris, I'm hoping that you're drinking an amazing beer today. Um, I, I will be. Uh, my first one for the day is the Coney Island Brewing Company's Hard Root Beer. Um, there's been, like, I don't want to say a surge, but an attention towards hard root beers and ginger beers now. Hmm. Um, I've been seeing a lot more of them in the stores. We even had the Not Your Father's Root Beer on the show a couple episodes ago. You can look for that over in the show notes, which we all really liked. That yeah, was we, solid. Yeah, and we all thought it was a little stupid, a little dangerous. A little dangerous. Yeah. A little dangerous, um, but that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, it definitely tastes like root beer, but it's more like a root beer candy. Um, mm. It's really sweet, like... You don't need to drink a lot of it, and you do get the alcohol burn on this one. Um, it still does taste like root beer, like I said. It's got like that nice little like crisp bite to it that you get from root beer. Right. But it's more like a root beer candy, like almost like one of those little bottle, like okay. or, no, the barrels. So more A and W root beer, and not and not so much barks that has yeah. bite. I, I would say that's probably a good way to put it. Um, I'm going to yeah. take another sip quick. That not your father's root beer, like in our local stores, you cannot find it or keep it in stock. Mm-hmm. And everybody, it's the weirdest mix of people who are looking for it. Like you have like older people who are looking for it, young people. You know, honestly, as an alcoholic beverage, I'm afraid of it. But as a root beer, it's a solid. If I was going to pick a like an A and W, a Barks root beer, or you know, uh, what was the other, the one that comes in the bottles. No, the one that comes in the six packs. Oh, IBC. IBC root beer. Like, that's right up there with an IBC root beer. Like, just for root beer flavor alone. Like, it's a really good root beer. Yeah, I mean, this, if you can't find the Not Your Father's root beer, this would be a good stand in just to say, like, oh, well, this is kind of what it's like. Like, Mm -hmm. here's what you can kind of expect. It's just not as good. They have that in cans now, the Not Your Father's root beer. Yeah. Just, if you do get this one, just be prepared for it to be extremely sweet. And, I wish I could cut this with something almost. The people, like the people who are looking Vanilla for ice that, cream. the people that are looking uh, for that, just be way too sweet. So that not your father's root beer. You go, well, we have this, and they go, yeah, well, they just want mm-hmm. that not your father's yeah, one. Yeah. So very interesting. It's because they've had it before, and that's the one they want, or if they've just heard such good things about it, they want to try that one, and nothing else would really. Right? Mm-hmm. Why? Why scratch that itch? Why do the next best thing? Mm-hmm. People want to spend their money on what they want to spend their money on, not anything else. Not anything else. They don't want to be tricked into just throwing their money at things because it's a specialized day. <laughs> oh, Paul, are you heading us into the weekend game? Well, I, I, yes. In fact, so uh, we, we it, sounded like he was, it sounded like he was going into the main topic, though. 
<laughs> it's well, it's kind of both. It's uh, one was uh, getting people to spend their money on new stuff and actually had product out there uh, to buy. The other was just a celebration. The man himself, or not really the creation, the idea of the person himself. Batman Day was uh yesterday. We're recording on Sunday. It was uh, Saturday the twenty sixth. And this is to celebrate. Is it to celebrate Batman's like birthday slash? He would have over a thousand Batman issues. It's like if they actually kept the old numbering. Any reasoning for it besides the fact that DC decided that hey, this is going to be an annual thing, and it's this day, Batman Day. Yeah, I I don't remember if this was. I'll look it up quick, but I I don't think. Because I do feel like it was last year around this time that we had the seventy fifth birthday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would think that this would maybe celebrate him if they kept the original numbering 1,000 issues of Batman. Yeah. Or detect- it would actually be Detective Comics would would hit the 1,000 first. Um, um, but really, aside from like some sales on your comic book shops or on uh, digital downloads, what, what was it? I, I don't know. Give people an excuse to wear a Batman shirt and be like, hey, Batman day. I, you know what I enjoy though that has nothing to do with Batman on YouTube. Bat Dad, I find that so funny. Bat Dad's bad fun, huh? Well, I'm sorry, Chris. What was that? Oh, I've seen those on there, but I've never actually watched any. It's they're not great. It's just a guy wearing a you know with a plastic like ma- Batman mask, just annoying his wife. <laughs> uh, have you seen the one yeah. with him and his kids though? <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's got some with his kids, like, just yelling at his kids about stupid stuff. <laughs> Have you seen, uh, also, he had his brother come over, uh, Uncle Rob, Ben, <laughs> and he makes him dress up like Robin. <laughs> I did not see that. <laughs> and basically, Robin, there's a cat up in the tree. You're a bird. Fly up there and get him. I'm going to go get a beer. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> thanks, Batman. <laughs> no problem. It's just funny and hilarious. Uh, yeah, this is. Uh, I think um, we're seeing more and more of this like kind of celebration of let's make us a day. Uh, Geek and Sundry did it starting what, three years ago with International Tabletop Day, where they decided, hey, let's do a day to celebrate tabletop gaming, board gaming, and card gaming, and let's get sh- stores to kind of support this, and we'll offer promos and free st- free kind of giveaways. Um, we'll see if, like, board game producers will, you know, give anything away, like, create stuff just for it, specialty-wise. And we saw, and this is what Batman Day is more like, uh, more so than Force Friday, uh, where they just offer, like, little kind of giveaways and little kind of suggested activities to stores. And, I, you know, if it gets people in, more interested into actually celebrating the character by reading the comic books or experience the character in another way it, it might might be good for the comic book fandom at, on whole because most people might just be like oh yeah I like the Batman movies I like the Batman television show I, I like the Gotham but maybe if never read a book but maybe if they go to a Barnes and Noble are Barnes and Noble still around? Yeah. I always forget which one it is Barnes and Noble still there and they go in and they're like, oh, cool, they're, like, got a Batman cake here, and they're going to 
talking they've got this list of all these Batman comic books and they're really thick kind of like the Walking Dead oh my goodness I didn't know Batman was like Walking Dead uh <laughs> I can buy I can buy the Batman and the Walking Dead editions uh it'd be good yeah yeah uh Batman's actual thing you know the birthday that DC came up with last year was March 30th because that's when Detective Comics number 27 um, hit newsstands was uh, March 30th, 1939. See, I, that's crazy because I'm like looking at another article actually on DC's website too that says uh, this is from 2014 as well where they declare July 23rd Batman Day. They're just <laughs> assigning it to like random days throughout the year. Yeah, that's crazy because this 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 is from 328-2014 and it's like Guys. why is it March 30th? Well, here's an official statement sent to us from DC Entertainment on the subject. This Based article is an official pressure release from April, April 29th, 2014, saying it's 23rd. Guys, guys, it's just, you know, DC is just really backlogged with all the great characters that they own, and sometimes they miss their birthdays. So what they do is just make up a new day to celebrate the person's birthday. I do that with my mom all the time. I forget when her birthday is, and say, no, Mom, we're going to do a special day for you this coming Saturday. Her birthday's in December? Heck, we I might forget about it until February. Because well, so, I'm a horrible son. So when I scroll down, like they also have like April 7th, Batman to be actually 95 years old. And then it says like, April 25th is the first time Batman number one came out. April 25th, 1940, Batman number one. And it's got all these days. May, uh, uh, it says May, uh, Detective Comics number 27 came out May 1939. Yeah. He's June 26th is Bruce Wayne's parents were shot. Say, like, I'm okay with Batman Day being a thing, but it just seems just so arbitrarily thrown together. And now, like, that we're doing the research, we say, like, every year they have a different Batman day just to do Batman day. He doesn't need the exposure. Yeah, but you're not going to get people excited about a Booster Gold day yet. Except the very niche market audience that you would expect. And then it's just not gaining any exposure for the rest of the and It's not bringing anybody in. It's yeah. just a celebration of the people that are already in that niche. And then uh, they say July 23rd is DC Entertainment's official Batman Day because it goes with preview night at San Diego Comic-Con. Okay, so that makes sense for that one. Yeah. Jeez. So it's like, what What the hell, DC? What's going on? All right. to see what day it is next year. So <laughs> we should definitely make a note. Yep. It's September 26th. World's greatest detective. He doesn't even know when his birthday is. Mm. What other news do we have? Uh, we got a new teaser trailer for Netflix's Jessica Jones, which will be premiering November 20th on the streaming platform. Mm. Uh, this one definitely a little bit more teasery. Like This is something you would expect to see more at a movie than just like the flashes of purple and like quick video hits of stuff. Mm -hmm. I like it, though. It's... It's setting the tone for the show a little bit. Yeah. It gives you that little bit, like, it's going to be that little bit of fun, and it tells you something a little bit about this superhero or character that you have no idea who she is. 
She's that, a blackout drunk that likes to wake up well, well after noon. Uh, and she's got super strength. <laughs> I'm a terrible comic book fan, or at least I've never read a Jessica Jones book, because uh, when she crushes the alarm clock, I was like, she has super strength? Because <laughs> I honestly I don't know that much about her. Yeah. And it took her. It, she struggled with that clock, though. Like, it wasn't just a poof and it was dust. You know, it took some gripping and some some tension. It's, I don't know, like, I'm still looking forward to the show, though. Definitely interested in checking it out. About her. Yeah, I'm looking for this to be my intro to this character. Mm-hmm. Also, we know she doesn't sleep above the covers. Four feet above the covers. Four feet. <laughs> Are you making Ghostbusters references? Because we found out more people are going to be appearing in Ghostbusters yes. this week, too. Hey, that's news we forgot about. Uh, also, what with the director, um, Paul Figg, went on a Twitter rampage with all the naysayers. You just don't engage the naysayers. We never engage the naysayers. Uh, it, it took him a while, but it, it built up, and he uh, lashed out against them. I don't know. Uh, recent word that... Sigourney Weaver is also going to be appearing in the movie alongside Ernie Hudson, who we talked about last week, mm-hmm. as well as any possibly showing up in it, too. I think it's cool that people are actually like coming back just to like little cameo appearances. But yeah, I don't know, just everyone's hating on this movie, and I'm not hating on it, but I know I'm not. I'm going to be let down by it. Do you think with all these people coming back, it's going to lead too much to old-school fan service? Like, I, don't, I don't think that. I just think as a kid who grew up with the Ghostbusters and actually wanted to pursue being a Ghostbuster because I thought that was a viable career path. Mm-hmm. Well, why wouldn't you? In this economy, exactly. just smart. Like this, this movie isn't going to be what I would like it to be. And if it is, awesome. Like, I just I feel like I'm going to go into it and be like, oh yeah, it's it was a Ghostbusters movie, but it wasn't my Ghostbusters, yeah. which I think a lot of people are kind of viewing it that way, but they're just mm-hmm. being a little bit more militant about it. Let the next generation have their Ghostbusters, you know? It's fine. Like, there's kids yeah. today that probably are just like didn't watch the original Ghostbusters because it's such an old movie now. That's true. It's a great movie. It came out 20 way. years before they were born. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. They're 15. But I, I, I don't want to sound like one of those naysayers because I'm definitely not, but it's just... I'm gonna, I, I will see it. I think I'll enjoy it just because I do like... Uh, Kristen Wiig, I think she's hilarious, and I'm excited to see like these people coming back. But I, I just know it's, it's well, not going to hit me in the same it, way that that original Ghostbusters yeah. did when I was. And kid. it's it's hard to say like, oh, if I'm going to go see, I do plan on seeing it, mm-hmm. but it's going to depend on the trailers if I see it in the theaters. Like if it looks like oh, it looks kind of fun, it looks kind of uh-huh. good, then I'd probably go see it in the theaters. But I I don't know. What I would like, though, if, like, it comes out in the summer and uh-huh. they do, like, drive-ins, watch Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, then watch the new one, uh-huh. I think I would go to that. That'd be uh, fun. I think that'd be cool. That's yeah. definitely something I'd be up for. <laughs> Especially at the drive-in. People get militant about the weirdest stuff, you know, uh, you know, Ghostbusters, the Muppets. Uh, when, when Batman's birthday is. When Batman's birthday is, <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about this, Chris? I'm sorry, I should have brought this up in uh, the, when we were in the pre-show talk. Uh, the Million Mom March on the Muppets and how people are very upset that they overly sexualized the Muppets television, the new Muppet show. I 
I see everything like that. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm thinking back to the original Muppet Show, and I'm like, no, that there was a lot of a sexual in the window in that. I remember Sweetums taking uh, Carrie Fisher, well, it was some girl off the stage, like no. just throwing her over the shoulder and like, pretty girl, and just grabbing her. And Listen, I, I don't know what Sweetums was doing. I remember in the Muppet Babies just being like, come on, is Kermit and Piggy just going to finally fuck? Like, come on. <laughs> come on. Really? The tension is just cut. You can cut through it. Man, can you? There's Nana socks. <laughs> cat noises. Wow. Wow. Thank you. I can't actually do that. That's why I just say cat noises. Amir Voya. Thank you. I appreciate it. Like, many moms, like, just, they pick on the stupidest stuff. It's it's the Muppets, and they're going to be constantly revamped and reimagined for whatever time that they're in just to stay relevant. And that's what this new show is. Um, little sneak peek, episode number six of Parks and Rec is actually going to be our spotlight on the Muppets, so we're going to talk about the new show and then just uh, Muppet Vision 3D in the park and some of the some other Muppet stuff related to Disney. But I don't know. Did you guys watch the show? I did. Yeah, it's, it's not that bad. <laughs> Uh, no, it's definitely one of those shows that it needs a couple more episodes to have found its footing. Because it's uh, trying something so different with these Muppets. Mm-hmm. And I think it just needs a little bit of time to go, okay, we found our traction and now we're going to go with it. I just hope it gets to the, it gets to that point where it can do that. Yeah, like, even just like content-wise, though, like it's, there's some jokes there that are you know a little bit more adult. But they're going to go over kids' heads. You know, it's not even going to be something that the kids are going to ask. Like, what does that mean? But what time is it on? Uh, it's like eight or eight thirty. Okay. So I watched it like a couple days later. I want to say it was on at like eight or something. Okay. Well, eight o'clock. I can still understand that as being in the family block of television then. But they're writing a late, late show. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the premise of the show. So if you're coming, I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't understand the sudden what. You have what in my uh, Muppets? Oh, no. I'm writing to Congress about this. I don't get it. And, like, if any, if you were to talk to, like, Frank Oz or Jim Henson, mm-hmm. this is the kind of humor that they would have enjoyed, they would have done, because they were always cracking jokes like that. Yeah. And like you said, in those original Muppet stuff, the r- original Muppet show... They did have those jokes. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about um, Jim Henson's first stuff on TV with Saturday Night Live, it was all edgy. It was mm-hmm. all real, you know, sexual and stuff. So it's not going too far out on a limb yeah. to do this. And they're putting these characters not as, you know, the family, you know, not like uh-huh. it's a family show, but as real people. Yeah. As yeah, people yeah. who really are existing in this world. And that's what people do that's what uh-huh. people are yeah, yeah and this isn't the variety show but even in the variety show there was ah, uh, like i do appreciate the fact that they have little like throwbacks to that stuff where they have like special like celebrity guests on the show mm-hmm. they have a musical act it does hit kind of those same notes mm-hmm. um, probably my favorite part was when Fozzie was meeting his <laughs> girlfriend's parents for the first time that, uh, that's what i was gonna say was my favorite too like it just it it works. Uh, you mean you don't go in the woods? That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. But yeah. No, it, it my de- mom's just stop marching. Just appreciate little things in life. Yeah. Get over yourselves. Not everything has to be for everything. Every, not everything needs to be for everybody. Yeah, in a show like that, you should probably watch it. You know, it's a new show. You should probably watch it before your kid watches it. Yeah. Be, be a better parent. Yeah. They don't have time to be a better parent. They're too busy marching. <laughs> <laughs> they had to march. They got to get flyers together. They got to get a letter writing campaign together. <laughs> they got to hire a nanny. Who's watching your kid while you're. <laughs> You're, well, one of the things I heard, too, is like, there's not actually even like a million members in this group. Well, that's where they keep the kids. They keep the kids in the soapbox. <laughs> just not, they're just standing on their shoulders. <laughs> yeah. There's not even a million moms in this group? No. Oh, well, you know. Just the name. you got to get this. you got to lie about your Google your uh, Google trends and Google numbers. You know, Try to get that advertising money. <laughs> what else did we have for news? <laughs> I don't remember. I, I think that was about it. I was sidetracking you guys all over the place. Yeah. Hey, it's okay. Life continues. Hey, did you... Uh, talking shit about computers real quick. Would you want to be able to plug in video game cartridges into your phone? No. It's not something I've ever even thought about or considered, so I'm going to say I don't really need to, no. Okay, over uh, Pico Cassette uh, is making uh, cartridges that plug into the audio port of your smartphones and loading the data off there. So that way you don't need to actually store the information on your phone and you can just, you know, plug and play any game you want, which is just retro, you know, it's kind of retro for retro state. Give uh, me that where I can do that. I can plug it into my um, PlayStation 4 and play those, those games that I have on disc still or I have on... Oh, no, it doesn't. it's not like an adapter that then you can plug in your old school... You, this is a whole new cartridge that you would have to buy. It's not like an adapter that then you take your oh, Super so you just Nintendo. Buy, instead of buying it digitally and storing yeah. it on your phone, yeah. you buy a hard copy of it and mm-hmm. plug that in. And you guys, when we first started the show, were all about the hard copies. You were digital nothing. You did not want it digitally. Yeah, that was also like six years ago, though. <laughs> and I've also gotten to that point where it's like, I can just buy it right now, or I could put pants on <laughs> and go to the store and wait in line, well, then the come too, home. Like with with like downloadable and digital games too, I can always just delete it off of my phone and then re-download it later mm-hmm. if I decide I want or need that space for anything. Yeah. Like I'm not stuck with anything. Very true. It's it's kind of. I just thought it was kind of funny and silly, so that's why I wanted to. Uh, yeah, it's mention it. It's seeking funding funding on Indiegogo to bring it to America. It's already out in Japan because Japan be crazy. Yeah, they crazy. just like this anything. All right. Hmm. We got yeah. books. We got we got, we got books. books. Uh, Paul. What do you think Chris is looking forward to for the list? Oh, Chris, and, and remind me when it gets back to me about physical copies. Uh, <laughs> okay. Chris, what are you yes. looking forward to? I'm thinking uh, you're looking forward to Archie, number three. Uh, that would be my pick if oh, I had actually goodness. picked up Archie, number two. I'm not used to having to look at the Archie books on Comicology, <laughs> so I'm kind of behind. I picked up Archie, number two. I think it's on oh, there. Nice. So. Oh, good. Um, good to know. Yeah, but I actually picked Green Lantern, annual number four. Um just because I always 
read Green Lantern, and it's a small week for me again, as as is now the case for everything. But yeah, I'll, I'll be picking up Archie and Green Lantern Annual. Um, this is giving a little bit more information about what's happened to the Green Lantern Corps after Hal left, because now they're uh, pretty much missing in action. So this is going to give a little bit more depth into that, and just how Hal got to where he's at after he stole Krona's uh, gauntlet. Hmm. Interesting. The power glove. Yes. Paul. What is the copies? Go. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm picking up Archie number 30. And uh, recently I went to a card shop because they sell board games there and also comic books and back issues of comic books and everything. And I'm like, you know what? This is like 10 minutes away from my office. I could start going to a comic book shop every Wednesday again, picking up the physical copies. And then I started looking at how they sell their physical copies, and they sell it like they're a card shop. Every variant that they have is bagged and boarded, and then like $19. Mm. It's like, ugh, I don't want to have to go through and like worry about whether or not I'm picking up a variant, you know. And they only have like two issues of the com- of each comic. So basically, if you want that issue, you're going to be spending like 20 bucks on a single issue because they all they have is a variant. It's yeah. like, ugh, do not... I don't like that. You know, like, what... Plus, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Or Chris. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, you yeah. Buy, yeah. When you buy that book that we want to read, and then... Well, like, wait, well, yeah, I would have to pay for shipping. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go somewhere. <laughs> but, no, it was just silly. I, I, you know, I, I forgot that some stores do that, you know, that's, that sell their variants at a higher rate, even though... They don't pay anything more to get that. And usually those variants, you have to buy so many issues to get that variant. So I'm lo- like looking around the shop, trying to figure out where those issues are. Normally it's like a 50 to 1. So I'm wondering yeah. if they just hold them back and uh, like, screw it, we'll just... Well, they might have enough people who are yeah. ordering with them through previews, That's so true. they're ordering so many. Or they just might be able to... Buy them on, they're buying them online and then selling them. Yeah. You know, who knows what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, it's a possibility, too. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm already spending premium dollar on the uh, on the digital copy for Archie number three. That's three ninety nine right there, sir. Uh, MSRP. Uh, so this is written by Mark Wade and Fiona Staples. So the last issue, uh, number two, featured, uh, focused on uh, Betty. And this looks like it's going to feature on Jughead. Good old Lonesome Stranger Jughead. Is that what he's known as? The Lonesome Stranger? It's kind of like a... Yeah, well, in the first issue... You just named him that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's the Lonesome Stranger. He's He just kind of goes around. He's he's Archie's best friend, but he's kind of the uh, town recluse. You know? Kind of, kind of the oddball. You don't know which way he's going to go. He's going to stuff them ballots. We're going to talk about Archie number... Well, we already talked about Archie number one. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't know what he's going to do. He's a loose cannon. He's a lonesome stranger. <laughs> lonesome stranger. Uh, John, tell me about your Dark Horse book that we'll read sometime. Or, or we won't read because he'll read it and be like, nah. I'm uh, this is basically volume three of Colder. This is called uh, Colder, a Toss, Toss the Bones. Uh, this is not a book that I've had you guys have to read. Okay. Uh, one, because I know Paul would hate it. Chris, you probably would like it because it has horror elements. Um, but this is the third volume of this book that follows kind of your reluctant hero of um, 
of uh, Duncan and his girlfriend, uh, who are haunted by these kind of nightmarish creatures. Uh, in the first volume, he fought a character called Nimble Jack. Uh, in the second volume, um, oh, I can't think of his name. Anyways, the second volume was this other creature uh, who was, like, lopping off people's hands and milking people. It was really creepy. But now... Uh, yeah, that's where you get the blue milk part. That's where, we get, that's where you get it. Uh, and now you have the, the re- rebirth and return of Nimblejack. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see Nimblejack versus Duncan again in Colder. Toss right. the bones. Toss, toss them bones. But this is the book that I, the, one of the people I put on our um, art bracket for the indie books was uh, Juan Ferreira because he just is a awesome horror artist and really this guy should get some amazing credit because his book is books are so creepy. Hmm. I will have to check that out. Talking about a creepy book. We're talking about a creepy book, dramatic reading, Paul. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how you ruin a segue. By the way, it's like, what? Huh? Oh, is that what you're talking about? Okay, well, let's do that then. Well, I had to take a second to move my tablet. To you know see what where book I it wrote. is. <laughs> and now, a dramatic reading of Night Force number one, page twenty-one, panel four. It was another migraine. I really think I need to be tested. Not until after the convention. We don't want your opponent starting any health rumors. And that was a dramatic reading of Night Force number one. All the excitement of, hey, maybe I should see a doctor. Well, you know, you wait. <laughs> From the high-intensity high book, Night Force Oh, yeah. What I love about the one driver is uh, they didn't even want to tra- bother drawing his face, so they just scribble it out. And that's going to head us into our next beer, and this is one that I also had on my list because that's what I do now. I make beer shopping lists. Um, and this is the Founders Redanculus, which actually just won a gold medal at some sort of beer festival. John, do you remember which one? Uh, Great American Beer Festival. Great American Beer Festival. Oh, so yeah, much better than the lesser. Their, uh, Instagram. I thought it was cool. Yeah. But yeah, Founders, your big boy beers are fantastic. Like, the stuff that they put out in their bomber-sized bottles, like, seasonally, or, like, their limited release, like, the backstage series stuff, are always just, like, completely knockout. Uh, this is 9.5% ABV. You don't really get a lot of that. Um, it's a red, it's, it reminds me a lot of the dissenter. It's kind of like what you guys were saying. <clears throat> yeah. Where it's still got that kind of, like that hoppiness to it that you don't normally get from a red ale. And I, I wish the label would made a little bit more clear that this was a red ale, like if they called it Red Anculus. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I don't know, they're talking just about like the. Sorry, I'm, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with my voice right now. Um. It's really good, though. This is something that I will probably finish today before I have to go to work. Because <clears throat> I'm not doing anything for the next, like, five hours, so I'll be good. He'll be good. He'll be fine. You got time. You got it's, time. It's strange having this after the really syrupy sweet uh, 
root beer one, though. Mm-hmm. See, I would be afraid that after the syrupy sweet, it'd be hard to taste everything. But I think you had enough time in between the two. That no, yeah, there's it's enough. And like, well, that was just like syrupy sweet, and then you get a little bit of like that root beer flavor. This definitely stands out a little bit more, just for like that kind of like biting hop. It's still kind of like, which I think there's like a roundness to it before that hop kind of comes in. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it it definitely was. It's one of those ones that I keep seeing and being like, I need to pick up another bottle. Why well, haven't picked? I picked up another bottle. Yeah, I really need to pick up another bottle. But oh. instead of doing that, I picked up another bottle and I didn't. Caitlin bought this for me. Uh, <laughs> another bottle from Clown Shoes, and this is their billionaire Pierre Fernando. This is an English style barley ale. Uh, aged in cognac bottle, uh, cognac barrels. This is um, aged six months in a thirty-year-old cognac barrels. Ooh! And this beer, uh, incredibly smooth for being twelve percent, uh, or eleven point five percent. Nope, twelve. Jeez. But. Brown sugar and mm-hmm. raisins is yep. what dances on my tongue with this beer. And it's definitely a sipper. Only mm-hmm. because, one, I want this beer to last. Uh, excellent. I mm-hmm. I am in love with this beer. This is a dark richness. This, is, this reminds me of, like, a bigger boy uh, uh, backwards bastard. Yes. Yeah. It's backwards really? bastard without the vanilla without uh, that sweetness it's just dark and rich raisin mm. caramel um little smoke but that might just be because of the dark and richness this is this is a warlock spell distilled into a liquid form this is all just there's evil in here that you taste <laughs> but i'm loving every minute <laughs> yes. of this evil because it's 12 percent. it's just lulling me deeper and deeper into it and i'm going to drown i it's just i'm it's going to be two o'clock and i'm just going to be like uh i hate area because i'm going to because i'm going to have a hangover at two o'clock today it's going to be you know it's like oh so good. This <laughs> is so good, but man, this is a big bo- uh, This is so good, but it's so. There's no alcohol bite on it. It's just like, oh. He, and you want to keep going for another uh-huh. sip. Like, Paul keeps going and touching the glass, being like, I, I need to put some time between my sips. I do. I need, I need, another, gla- I need another glass here just to, like, kind of slow me down on this because it'll. That's why I'm calling it, like, an evil in the glass because right now it could be halfway gone. Oh, yeah. Easily. If I didn't know it was 12% and we were just at a bar talking and I was just kind of sipping on this, yeah, it's 20 minutes and I'd be on the rafters. It sounds really good, too. And it's unfortunate, like, I can get clown shoes down here, but they don't have a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting what markets get these different bottles. Like, we got the Rex out this mm-hmm. way. Uh, this was brought to me from Cincinnati. I don't know if we can get this out here. So they it's put out a ton of beer. Then. They do, and like um, when when Caitlin went to Cincinnati, she's like, "Anything specifically you want me to bring back?" And I said, "A couple beer, local beers from Cincinnati that I've had and I've liked." And I think I said, 
anything barrel-aged from clown shoes that you know I haven't had. And she came back with two. So this was one, and hopefully next week we'll drink the other one. But just phenomenal, phenomenal beer. And, and, and I really think they're big boys or they're kind of stepping out on a limb to do stuff is really when clown shoes hit. Because, like, the mango Kolsch, delicious. This beer, amazing. Um, but then you have, like, oh, their Clementine Pale Ale is kind of blah. Their This beer is kind of, eh, eh, it's okay. Their IPA is, yeah, it's okay. But, man, when they go out on a limb to do something a little out there, it's amazing. They have 12 state-specific beers out right now. What? 12 it, it, On their website, the clownshoesbeer.com slash beers. Uh, yeah, they have state-specific. I don't know what it means by state-specific, but it just says state-specific, and there's 12 of them out right now. Uh, Ohio Undy Dra- Dragon, Bombay Berserker, Bill the Mosquitoes. Uh, you know, it's just... I'm looking for this beer that we have, but it's not even on yeah. here. Uh, then they got their Bomber series, which uh, Undead uh, with Party Crasher, which is their s- cider, right? No, it's their stout. Um, the Black Unicorn. Chris, you've had that, right? Yeah, we've. That's the, their uh, Imperial Stout. The Blade Corn Unic Unit Dragon or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, called. Blade Corn yeah. Unit Dragon. They got their Double IPA Space Cake, which I've seen. Which we, we've had, I believe. I've had, I think we've had those three. Um, and then there's special releases, which is on their mango, which is uh, I still don't see billionaire anywhere here. Oh, here it is, billionaire. So it's a special release. So yeah, I'm looking at their website too, and like they have a lot of beers on here. And they do a lot of collaborations too. There's like three with Brash. There's three heads brewing. I wish when there's we 25 went 25 special releases, twelve. Uh, state-specific releases, and then you know they got their five regular bombers plus their six uh, four packs. So you know, and then, then they have the ones that they've retired. Ooh, one of their state-specific beers is a fistful of Unidragons, which is a Russian Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels. What? Ooh. Which state? Yes. Which state? It it doesn't say. Road trip. Oh. Uh. Garden State Rhapsody, so that would be New Jersey. Uh, full of Union Dragons. Let's I wish that. when we had gone to Boston, Mass, that we had gone to the brewery. If I had known, like, they were so off my radar because I was like, yeah, okay. And, like, some stores, like, out here, like, all you can find is, like, the Clementine and then some other, you know, some other beer that's like, oh, I've had those. They're not that great. But yeah. they're the ones that you can find everywhere here. That just don't sell you on this brewery, but then they make beers like these, and you're like, "Yeah, I need to, I need to search online to see where their distinct beers are that I can get the different things from." Yeah, I, I think I'm just go with Clown Shoes. I'm just going to stick with their specialty releases, just because they're so good. Um, and talking about you know dark wizardry in the glass and being seduced by uh, the dark side, it's Force Friday happened. Force Friday. On September 4th, that's what we learned uh, at the beginning of the episode. Thank you, Chris. Uh, at midnight, the uh, Disney slash Hasbro slash, yeah, Hasbro, right? 
uh, did the games. Uh, who does their toys? Also Hasbro, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, and also Fantasy Flight Games uh, released uh, unique uh, items, toys, board games, all that stuff uh, to celebrate the upcoming release of A Force Awakens uh, coming this December. So uh, there were some cool toys, some pretty cool toys. BB-8 uh, comes to mind, the new X-Wing miniatures game with the new uh, X-Wing and the new Imperial. Uh, well, the they're not called Imperial anymore. They're called the First Order. Yes. And uh, what, what the Alliance, right? Uh, it's the Resistance and the First Order. Oh, Resistance and the First Order. Uh, the yeah, the First Order Tie Fighters and uh, a lot of kind of some cool stuff. Again, what did you guys see from the first Friday releases? Anything that interests you? Uh, I, I know none of us went out at midnight to buy any of this stuff, and I don't think we went out and bought anything yet, anyways. No, I think the only thing that would really I would really want to get. But it would be after the movie would be like the BB-8 that rolls around on the ground and you remote control or or just you just let it roll it around. That'd be the only thing that would be like, look at it, look at it, look at it! Mm-hmm. It just came into the room, you know. And even at that point, I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm like, <coughs> I know, you got too I'm, much clutter. I'm 33. I'm getting married. I don't need to be buying any more toys for me, and I buy enough. I buy enough. I buy enough board games uh-huh. and uh, yeah. other stupid shit, comic books, uh, video games. I buy enough of that stuff that I don't need this little toy. But if I had a kid, it'd be like the first thing I'd buy because it'd be like, oh, I bought it for I bought it for little Johnny there. But really, it's for the little Johnny inside me. You shouldn't keep little Johnny inside of you. Keep them in the soapbox <laughs> where they belong. I, I'm in the same boat. I think the BB-8 droid was pretty awesome. I've actually seen one in person, and it's adorable how he just rolls around and, like he like bumps into stuff. And if he gets stuck in a corner, he goes like, "Uh oh!" And then like he tries to find his way out. It's awesome, but it's not something that I would spend like the one hundred and fifty dollars for, whatever it was. Uh huh. Um, I think it's cool, but I don't. Know, it's. A lot of the stuff that they came out with is the same stuff that Star Wars has had forever. Like, they had Kylo Ren's lightsaber, which is awesome, but it's like every other light-up, extendable lightsaber. Yeah, I'm not Uh, that impressed by their new lightsaber line. Their Force Blades? Yeah. For me, like, Force Friday was more about seeing more of what I'm going to see in The Force Awakens. Okay. Like, using, like, the action figures and, like, the die-cast vehicles to, like, actually see the details on everything that you don't really get to see when you're watching the teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. So I actually appreciated that, just, like, kind of using them as, like, 3D maquettes almost. Okay. Yeah, like, uh, you know, trying to trying to gauge what the story's going to be about. And then, like, they had the, uh, the talking action figures, too, because they had Kylo Ren, and then they had one for... Um, Finn. So, like, I was hitting the button on them to see, like, everything that they would say, and then I was trying to piece together a little bit more of the story for, like, <laughs> what I know, and uh-huh. then I was like, what all supposition is, and I was like, oh, well, maybe this means this, and then they're going to do this. Because even though, like, the movie's coming out soon, like, nobody knows anything about it. Which is amazingly awesome. I, and I don't want to really know good. anything. Like, I want to go completely 
Yeah. Okay. See, cool. I'm, Spoiler free. Yeah. I'm always in that like mind frame though, where it's like, yeah, I want to go in completely fresh, but at the same time, like, I just I want to know. You want to know so that way you can just sit there and enjoy what the unfolding of the story instead of worrying about catching everything. That makes sense. I can understand that. Yeah. See, I can I can take it both ways. Like, you know, sometimes like you get so obsessed with understanding, like trying to piece together the story, that you're missing all the the grandeur of the scenery and everything, especially when you go to a movie and see it. And well, that's, that's why you have repeated viewings. Yeah, yeah especially when you go back. Oh, what? I don't, I don't got the money for that. And I, I, I haven't gotten to see the, like a movie since Ant-Man, Ant-Man, I think, so I can yeah. justify seeing Star Wars like twice. There you go. Uh, yeah, for me, it, it's kind of that, and you know, I'm obsessed with lightsabers because I think they're cool, but the Force Blades, where you get to build your own, like they have like now you can create a lightsaber that has five like Wolverine claw lightsaber. It's like yeah, they got a blade that comes out like three different ways, and I'm like that just looks stupid. Like it's not just dual blade; it's like tri blade, and it's and apparently all the lightsabers, all those like flick to uh, unwrap lightsabers with the light up feature, those are all interchangeable now. The blades. So if you mm. want to do it, which I, I think is kind of cool, it's like uh, the lightsaber building stations they have at Disney, where you could create your own. Paul, <laughs> um, oh, actually, that kind of just, this has nothing to do with Star Wars. But have you seen the new Nerf like module series or Modulus, whatever they call it? No, but I saw their uh, what's their one with a tiny little like they look like golf balls, but they're tiny. They're uh, where. The reloads real quick, and they shoot up to seventy miles per hour. <laughs> like, you put an really eye cool. out. They're really cool. No, they have like a new line where it's basically like you can buy different pieces and then customize your own Nerf gun. Like you can have like extended clips and like like longer oh. barrels for distance. Yeah, modulus. Modulus. Ooh. Yeah. That does look cool. You know why? Because the one thing that uh, Hasbro Nerf doesn't like. They don't want to support it, but they kind of have to support it. Is there's a huge nerf modding community out there that will go, they'll people will go in and like change the springs out, change everything, like all the little like like put in instead of plastic, actual metal pieces to get these darts to fire like really hard. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's awesome. really far. I never even considered that being a possibility. It, it's there's a there's a pretty well you know the internet makes all communities seem a lot larger. Yeah, it's probably it could be just five guys. And yeah, but it's five guys: one in New York, one in Tennessee, one in yeah. Texas, and, and one in Oregon. And they're all online, twenty four seven, just posting, posting, posting. So it looks like it's a huge community. Uh, so Hasbro can't really say that they support that because right, they like they started putting in there like it is do not you know do not take out the parts. It is you know we do not condone the you know you, you switching out and. You, doing any kind of modification because it's a liability issue. Yeah. But then again, they're selling these damn blasters. <laughs> yeah. Now <laughs> to these people. And now they're selling it like break it down, build it back up. Yeah, yeah. In their safe like in their home. So that you got the home brewer community. So they kind of I think this modulus might be like a nod to that home brewer community. Uh but like Hey, let's do it in a safe way. <laughs> let's do it in a way that we you won't actually put out an eye, like John said. Uh, yeah, but they're also doing it in a way that it's like 
you can now, it's easier to take these things apart and build them back the way you want it. Well, with their plastic pieces, not metal pieces, Yeah, but not you spring. can easily now yeah. just switch things up and be <laughs> like, all right, yeah, instead of this, I'm going to make it extra long. Or and gonna... also with Nerf guns, uh, a lot of times uh, cosplayers, the cosplay community really enjoys the Nerf guns because they're able to, you know, just add bits and pieces, do a repainting of it, you know, put decals on it, and then you got, you know, Master Chief's gun, and you can walk around with that with the, at the convention without a, too big of a deal. Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars <laughs> will have, you know, they're going to have Nerf blasters because it's Has- Hasbro owns Nerf. Hasbro does the licensing stuff with Star Wars. Uh, one of my my favorite things from Star Wars uh, licensed stuff is Legos. I have uh, an A Wing and a huge X Wing, the display. Like, my parents got it for me, the super expensive X Wing one, which is awesome. Um,. And I'm excited to see that they're, you know, relaunching, re-doing uh, some of these toys. Like you got a Millennium Falcon out for 150 bucks, which is a more reasonably priced Millennium Falcon. Like I think the Millennium Falcon playset was over 300 bucks. Uh, Jeez. This one here for the new series is only 1,329 pieces, and uh, they're coming with the Disney branding on these now, which is kind of funny. Well, they are owned by Disney now. Star Wars, and then over in the right-hand corner, Disney. And it comes with a BB-8, a Rey, a Finn, a Chewbacca, Han Solo, a Tasu Leech, uh, and then a Ken Klub gang member. I don't even know what these people are. Nobody does, because I haven't told anything about the movie. You gotta Uh go see the movie. But this is a really kind of cool-looking new... uh, It has a new satellite dish on it. It's not the round satellite dish now. You know, because when it was flying through the Death Star, it lost it. You got a new one on there, and it's uh, it's not a playset, so you can't, uh, you know, unhook the top of it to look inside. But, come on. I spend way too much money on Millennium Falcons <laughs> on games. <laughs> like, I, for uh, the Star Wars miniature game that I have, that I have yet to play, I went out and spent 20 bucks on the Millennium Falcon figure for it. <laughs> Which, And I haven't even played this game. I just but like you, having the Millennium but Falcon. Once you're like, oh, I don't have this game, you can just put those yeah. up with your your uh, nice little Star Wars collection of uh, doodads up there. Yeah. Figures and pop-up book. and yeah, I got a little shelf, a little Star yeah. Wars shelf. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm really kind of excited about, from the newest, from the Force Friday, but this is probably the stuff that I'm most excited about, is the uh, new Star Wars Lego stuff. Yeah. Because they got a B-Wing out again, got the... You know, a cheaper X-wing out again. I was never, I never had any big a cheaper star star leg, Lego um, anything. I had like the small stuff, mm-hmm. and then my parents, like Tyco, put out like a um, a little briefcase that was full of Tyco Lego pieces that you could build like a tank out of, mm-hmm. and I had that because it was super cheap because Legos are so expensive. Yeah, I and, never really had any either. Well, I didn't have any of the Legos until... Well, I had Lego place, not the play sets, but I would... At home, like, that's what you would do. You had the big bucket of, of Legos. What I, what me and my brothers would do is build X-Wings and try to build B-Wings and try to build the Millennium Falcon out of the multicolored... So we had, a like, just a garishly prideful <laughs> Millennium Falcon, which is, like, rainbow-colored... Yeah, Millennium Falcon. 
I would I would love to buy these and put them together, but I know that there'd be one moment where I would knock it over and it fall apart, and I'd be like, God damn it! Ah! The only thing I in a full year haven't done it yet, uh, and um, I think the only thing out of Lego that I could get and build, and it would be like, okay, yeah, we can put that up in the house, would be like the Lego TARDIS. Like when that comes out, because that's the, just block. The future wife is uh, she loves. <laughs> I love. It's not fiance. It's the future wife. Future wife. She's in the TARDIS. She loves. You know, Doctor Who, uh-huh. uh, almost as much as I do, and I could get away with coming home having spent $150, $200 on a, a big TARDIS to build and be like, we can do this together. All watching Doctor Who. But don't touch anything because I'm putting this together. <laughs> They're fun to put together as a couple. Uh, I've done that with the Architect series of, of Legos. Those are fun. The super easy ones. Yeah, they are. There's, there's no, like, frustration, and you get, like, yeah. where is this piece? Well, even, even now, like, they come in, ba- in individually marked bags, and the books are, and you'll get, like, th- like for the really large sets, it's, like, five, five different separate instruction books. And it'll be, like, instruction book one, use bags one, two, and three. First, open up bag one, and then you go so through. So they're going the Ikea route. Yeah. Pretty much. You, op- you just do everything from bag one, and then bag two. Open up bag two, so that way you're not looking through all the pieces. Though that, if you want That's kind of half the fun, right? If you if you want to, you can just throw caution to the wind, sir, and open up <laughs> all the bags. That, because <clears throat> I'm saying this to you, but I already know who you are. So you probably wouldn't even look at the instruction book. Wouldn't even look. You would be so excited to bring this thing home. You'd be like, oh, let's open up all the bags. Yep, yep. <laughs> Dump it on all that. And then be like, they were labeled? Uh, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What would probably would have happened is I would have brought this home, then went to get like a beer or go to the bathroom, and then Caitlin would have opened everything and made a nice little piles of everything uh-huh. and been like, well, what pile is this? I don't, I don't, I don't know. remember. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's what you needed to do. So BB-8 you guys are excited for, huh? <laughs> BB-8. BB-8. Uh, out of past and present and everything in between, uh, the thing that I probably loved, you know, one of the most was the lightsabers. Yeah. Because, uh, little known fact, uh, Chris and I used to go to the Target parking lot at night. Before Target was open. So the con- Target construction parking lot. No, it was, Target was open at that point, I think. Yeah, Target was open. It was they were the building wine the, yeah, store the, next door. Yeah, okay. They are yeah. building that. Uh, and we would have little lightsaber fights in that parking no, lot. No, they, they were not little lightsaber fights. They, they were expansive and epic. Uh, and then uh, Paul would join mm-hmm. us. Uh, the first time I met Paul's wife was uh, in a parking lot having a lightsaber fight. Uh-huh. It got weird when he laid down in the grass and she picked the grass uh, out of the ground and then put it on his chest and been like, you have a hairy chest. <laughs> and at that point I was like, yep, these people are going to be my friends for life. <laughs> Was it weird or rolling around in the grasses of Naboo romantic? No, because that wasn't romantic. <laughs> With a forced CGI pair. <laughs> no, that wasn't good at all. No, no. Uh, but no, like those lightsabers, I family would buy them. We would beat the hell out of them. That yeah. like after a month and a half, we'd have to go get new ones. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, they were just so much fun, and it's a part of my life that I still like. Think back and like, damn, we had a good time with that. You've met my one friend now, uh, Kyle. Friend, yeah, my friend Kyle uh, at a 
board game days that's done uh we, for his birthday every year from middle school until high school that's what we did like at night like we we would have he would do sleepover parties for his birthday and then like at 10 o'clock at night down up and down the street it would be like 10 of us just running around like with these and like when 1999 came out you know happened and then you had the duel before the movie came out and the duel lightsaber was came out everybody was like ah game changer <laughs> game changer you know because we had the like for whatever reason we all realized we still had the like super old school ones like well, it's just a solid tube the solid tube one from return of the jedi cuz yeah uh-huh. i had that too when i was the little green, and you would either green or red and you'd 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 wave it around and go ooh yeah ooh. And then uh, the, the the with the movie re-releases uh, back in like what ninety four ninety what was ninety seven ninety six because didn't the episode one came out in like ninety nine right in ninety eight no. ninety nine right they no it was before that because they were doing the re-releases in the late nineties so episode one came out in, I want to say oh no maybe it did yes and then they like yeah. two years prior they did the you know every every two months they came out with the new ones and they had the to- the lightsabers out again and we just bought those and man it was like just it, whacking each other with lightsabers i don't care how old you are it is just fun <laughs> it really is like and you know then they came out with all the different color 1999 lightsabers. was episode one you guys never believe me i said it huh? No, I, I timing. It's, yeah. It doesn't seem that long ago, but, but it is. Yeah, it's almost twenty years ago. It's fifteen years ago. That's nuts. Yeah, That's scary. Chris, what what is one of your favorite uh, Force or Star Wars uh, branded items from the well, past? Well, back during um, the early two thousands, when I had my first job, I actually. It was nice not having any bills and living at home. So a lot of my money went to buying the, uh, the Star Wars, like the Kenner Power of the Force action figures. Yeah. And I had like a huge collection of those. And that's actually how I funded moving out into my first apartment. Uh, I sold those on eBay, and that paid for my uh, parts of the rent, security deposit, um, moving truck, like everything. Wow. So it was... One of those, like, oh, I'm sad to see him go things. But at the same time, it was like, well, it's money, and then I don't have to move boxes of Star Wars action figures. Uh, little Other little-known fact about us. Uh, Chris, for, uh, I got married in 2006. Yeah, 2006. And uh, for Chris, you know how you have to get your groomsmen gifts. <laughs> uh, I got Chris, for being my best man, Uh some Force Unleashed action figures because I knew he liked them so much. They, <laughs> they were awesome. Yeah, I got you the uh, Boba was, Fett escaping the Sarlacc pit. And General Grievous. And General Grievous, yeah. yeah. That's cool that it funded your moving out. That's Well, no, you got you got those for me after I had moved out. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was living with Jess number one. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That was afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Timing. Exactly. It's confusing. See, timing, right? Timing. Everything seems... Every, that was like last year, right? <laughs> I got married like two years ago, right? Like, it's, no, we're no, it's old like now. nine. Scary, nine years. Man. When you said you you're getting married when you're 33, I'm like, I got married when I was 23. Yeah, ridiculous, <laughs> right? It is ridiculous. But when you find a girl that will roll around uh, in the grasses of Nubu or the Target parking lot and put hair on your and put 
put grass on your chest and say that you have a hairy chest. You know? Or, or you know, like a year later when you're hanging out and you're walking down by the pier and uh, you and her get into another fight, like wrestling in the grass, and you just <laughs> grind her face into a clump of uh-huh. mowed grass. Yeah. And I'm just standing there watching, going like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> I've seen you beat her up so many times. Why haven't I called the police? <laughs> I don't know. She also beats me up. So it's a there's a mutual agreement and understanding that when we're play fighting, our play fighting gets intense. I won't say that it doesn't. But she Just ripped up beating each other with the Hulk hands. Yeah. She she has also ripped grass, uh, dirt and grass out of the ground and then shoved it in my face while sitting on top of me. Mm-hmm. So so that's that. That's that. <laughs> You have a loving relationship that's lasted over nine years. Not yeah. a bit. Oh, let's not give anybody the wrong impression. It's not abusive. It is definitely play fighting, and it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's play fighting. They had boxing gloves on, and he knocked her out. <laughs> we both put on the boxing gloves, and we were both boxing. And you, and you got tired of her punching you in the back of the head. And I used my left hand, left hand only. <laughs> Rob it. I wrap it, <laughs> Right between the eyes. Right between the eyes. Uh, this beard. And they were the Hulk hands. So they, yeah. Not, yeah. they were like a stiff styrofoam, too, at the time. Mm-hmm. It was fine. The spear is still amazing. The spear is really good. And Paul's barely touched it. I'm, I'm more than halfway oh, done with mine. I, whew, I'm nervous. You're at home. I'm at home, but I don't want to be. He's a day off. He goes. I'm at home, but then he like darts and looks over his back at his wall. Like, who's there? Something might be coming to get me. It's Ghostbusters. 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 <laughs> uh, are we gonna round robin this? Chris. Yeah. Uh, Chris starts with his next number two. Yeah. Um. I mean, I've had a lot of Star Wars stuff over the years. I was actually even a member of the official fan club for a while. Um, that's how I got some of those action figures, because they were only available to members of the fan club. You had to order them from the Jawa Trader. Uh, but one, one of the other things that I loved was actually the Jedi Power Battles game for PlayStation 1. You son of a bitch, that was mine. And also it's the okay. Dreamcast. Because we played that together. Because, yes. man, Plukun, favorite character... Yeah, no, they are. Beast. They were all great. That and was a side-scrolling beat 'em up game, right? Yeah, yeah. with lightsabers and with force lights- powers, though. Lightsabers yes. and force. It was double dragons with Jedi. Yeah, it, it, it was awesome. It was so much fun, uh, except for the fact that I could only get to towards the end of the game. I could only get to one part. I could never get past it. Mm-hmm. It was uh, a tough game. Yeah, I, I was. I was never able to beat it. Um, but no, that. Out of all the Star Wars games I've played, Forced and Leash, this or that, Jedi Power Battles was the best Star Wars game ever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Force Unleashed games are pretty good. Like, the second one was just really short, but I appreciated those. But mm-hmm. Jedi Power Battles just gave me so much gameplay. Like, I would just constantly go back to that. Well, you guys can go back to our 24-hour gaming marathon to see me losing my mind <laughs> to... Uh the first uh, Force Unleashed game. Yeah, but you got through it. I, I mean, did get through it, yes. I, th- I think it took you, what, like seven hours? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a long day. Yeah, we were playing, um... Oh, what were those games? Army of Two. Army of Two, Two. Mm-hmm. Or Three. Army of Two, I Two. I think it was Two. Two, yeah. Because yeah. we, we played Three at the apartment. 
Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, Star Wars video games are great, and unfortunately you guys are both wrong. The best Star Wars <laughs> video game ever to come out was uh, X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter, the, like, 1998 CD-ROM game uh, where you were, became a pilot of these amazing ships. And, man, I would... Like, the first time I ever joined an online clan was for that game, and I was an A-Wing pilot. And we, you know, you signed up, and you had certain times to log in and then play games versus other quote-unquote clans, and there was rankings and all this other stuff, and I had a blast. And I'm surprised you didn't pick Star Wars Galaxies, because you played that, too. Yeah, but he would just have his character mining. That was the online uh, MMORPG. That was awful. And we constantly asked, like, why are you playing this? And you're like, eh. It's Star Wars. (laughs) I can dig up stuff, and then I can sell them so people can make blasters. Before we... Before we go out, like, and go get some beers at the bar, let me turn on. He's got to. He's got to dig for like four hours. So let me just turn this on. So I would run a script. It was the easiest game to play because I would just type up a macro and hit go, and then come back later and be like, "Oh, the server logged off. Oh well." And then I'd be like, "Oh, I got all the stuff that I wanted anyway." So I'm. Good. And then you're like, "What do you do with it?" Uh, I build some blasters and I put them in my store, and then people come and buy them. Yeah, the game seems horrible. It was pretty bad. But Knights of the Old Republic from Bioware, basically Mass Effect before Mass Effect, was amazing. I couldn't get into those. Uh, you can get that for the Android. You get, guys, you can get them for the Android for like under 10 bucks. Old yeah, Republic. Okay. Touchscreen. Pretty fun. Um, On I, Steam, you guys don't use PCs for on the Androids and the uh, iOSs, you can just tap, tap away. I did play. I played a couple of the first-person shooter games uh, for that. Uh, Dark Forces. Uh, I think I played Dark Forces two, and then the Jedi one, Knight. the one that you let me borrow, which I think was Jedi. Yeah, Jedi Outcast. Jedi Outcast, which was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, Kyle Katarn. Uh, yeah, that the, that game of series was really good, really confusing on because that is like old school first person shooter where they do not there is no mini map there is no like telling you where your objective is well, it isn't pre script so yeah you can just get lost because you have to do something stupid like something that like if you try it once and you're like oh that's that can't be where I need to go because. Yeah, I tried, you gotta like I tried force it. run and then force jump up onto this tiny little balcony and be and you're like oh, that must be like just like a secret objective or something like to get up there that's that can't be where i need to go and then you go online and you're like no that's exactly where i need to go or it's like i can't get into any of these air vents but this air vent over here is the one i have to go into how would i know that yeah yeah without a strategy guide no yeah those those were great but also kind of awful but you know what not as great as Jedi Power Battles. Yeah. And the thing yeah. that you said about flying spaceships, flying spaceships. that sucked. Jedi Power Battles. <laughs> flying spaceships is the Because best. you'd get like power-ups and your lightsaber would be like a little longer. <laughs> yeah. You'd get like, the more powerful lightsaber and it would get like wider. Yeah. Okay. That game's fun, though. Yeah. I wonder if that's like on Xbox Live at all, like in the arcade. I would totally like pay ten bucks for that again. I would. It too. might be a little difficult to get that because of the licensing. You know, it might have fallen out. But I have it on Dreamcast. Do you still have your Dreamcast? Yeah. Nice. We can play it. 
I, yeah, I'm looking at you intently like, <laughs> like, like well, you, we could wrap up the show and just go play that. Like, and uh, find us over on uh, Facebook and uh, magnumboard.com. Check Chris, out Chris Facebook Parks and Rec. Facebook. <laughs> Face, uh, you, uh, FaceTime us. We'll, 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 you can watch us play. <laughs> we'll play as like, Blue Coon in your memory. It'll be like Twitch. Mm-hmm. I can just watch you guys play. I might be able to Twitch. I got a like a video recorder that hooks up to the TV, so I might be able to Twitch that. Huh. Would anybody be interested in us Twitching stupid old uh, video games? It's like people are always interested in people Twitching anything. Well, we could Periscope it. I've never used Periscope. I never heard of it until Scott mentioned it last week. I heard about it because my dad told me about it. Because my dad... The, the, my dad is the one that talks to me, talks to me about uh, shit about computers because he's up <laughs> on all that. Um, I was talking about something and I was selling it, and the only reason is like I knew anything about it was because of your father. <laughs> uh, no, it was like Acer computers, <laughs> Acer computers. Yeah, I was like. No, they're really good. I remember talking to Mr. Paul about them. Yeah, Acer, uh, they used to just be make motherboards alone, and they they were top of the line. Like, they were really good, solid motherboards, you know. So, yeah, now that they make their own PCs, like laptops, they're basically known for. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. So, Caitlin and I are buying a new computer. Oh, cool. She bought a Dell, and it was the wrong one. Mm. No, uh, no HDMI out, only an in which we thought was really stupid. Yeah, like, what are you... Yeah, what are you bringing into the laptop on it, HDMI? Yeah, it was really weird. I guess an external Blu-ray player? <laughs> yeah, maybe, because the computer is just... Um, it's just a screen. The okay. you know, tower yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. was beh- is behind it, so maybe. It's built in, yeah. Because there isn't a um, CD drive. Mm-hmm. So maybe that, you know, to be able yeah. to watch things but i we thought it was stupid half the reason we got it was we wanted to project things onto the tv you just use that, i have like, a cd rom drive sitting in my top eight uh, my uh, pc tower that's not hooked up to anything it's only there so it doesn't have a big hole in it have a big hole in it it's yeah. not hooked up no we, we weren't planning on using that but we like um the the game we played at the game party the oh, jackbox, yeah, yeah, the jackbox stuff. yeah we wanted to play that on the tv with everybody and oh well, and, and i gotta get a game of artemis together yeah, because that'll be fun. so we were buying the computer half the reason for that, and mm-hmm. she bought a Dell, and I was like, "Really, a Dell?" I liked my Dell laptop; it had some issues, but I was able to get it, keep it working for a good five, six years. But I told her an Acer, yeah, because of Mister McGowan, not you, your dad. Oh yeah, he's he is the Mister. Hey, if you uh, <laughs> if, if you're ever interested, if your life has been touched by Mister McGowan. Please write to us. <laughs> Yeah, or if there's a product that you've heard on our episode that you're like, oh, I definitely that sounds great. Like if you're going to buy an Acer laptop right now, <laughs> go over to our website. Yeah, go to bankboard.com/slash/amazon. Buy that computer using that link from Amazon because then it'll help us out. And and you know what? You deserve. Don't don't skimp. All right, don't skimp. You deserve that extra bit. Just upgrade. Whichever one you thought you were going to buy. Go ahead and spend an extra grand on it. It'll help us out. And it won't increase the price. That'd be nice. It'd be nice. It'd be great. So, Force Friday. (laughs) Yeah. Star Wars toys are fun. Star Wars games are fun. 
Being a Star Wars fan is fun. I can't wait to bust out. One of these days, I'm going to bust out that X-Wings miniature game, and it's going to be so much fun to play. Let's do it right now. All right, we will. I'm just excited to uh, see the movies. Like, all the other stuff to, like, promote it and market it. Yeah, that's cool, but, man, I'm excited. Like, we're two months away from a new Star Wars movie, guy. Yeah, yeah. I know. So cool. But It's so weird that, like, I've been waiting for, like, a year for this, for that movie. uh And now, like, you just say, like, two years away still seems so far away yeah unfortunately i live with a non-star wars my wife is non-star wars uh, uh, yeah we'll we'll go because caitlin hasn't watched any of them kate is kate saw the trailer right the new one with uh, that ends with chewie we're home where i'm like going to tear up oh she's like harrison ford looks super old he just looks too old. And I'm like, why are you ruining this for me? Like every, I'm having an emotional moment. Every time I watch that, my eyes well up. Just like you can feel it like just well just a little bit. And then and like your heart grows two sizes. It does. It, it has a wonderful effect on everybody. Hmm. It does. Except for my wife. Anyone who's not a Star Wars fan. Yeah. yeah. But also... We did take her to see the uh, Crystal Skull, so that was, that was probably bad. <laughs> the uh, completely yeah. separate franchise, nothing. Yeah, to do. but both Harrison Ford being old. <laughs> but yeah, but one having something to do with George Lucas, the other one not. Yeah. Ah, uh, also true. Let's put on some Star Wars. Let's play some X Wing miniature battles. Let's let's do some Force Unleashing. <laughs> Chris, what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to hang out. A little bit before I have to go to work. Get get a quarter drunk from your redanculus and yeah, uh, I'll probably like have a little bit more and then just put the rest in the fridge. Yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to drink that whole bomber. I have to say, uh, invest in those little rubber caps or like the stopper things. Yeah, because um, I bought some sour. Uh, I bought some sour in the rye from um, the brewery, and I drank like a glass of it, and I was like. I can't drink another like another big glass of a sour. Mm-hmm. Put that little cap thing on it. The cap works really well. Yeah, it does. And the next day it's tasted like yeah, I just opened the yeah, bottle. Good. good to know they actually work. Yeah. Yeah. Another product you can pick up over at Amazon.com <laughs> slash Bagnumboard or Bagnumboard slash Amazon. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. 